1: What you need to know is that we broke on time again at the top of the hour, actually early. Uh, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Take Quarter-line it. Quarterline, remarkable, really. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Anano. So, California will now require all K through twelve students to learn media literacy skills, such as recognizing fake news and thinking critically about what they encounter on the internet. Governor Gavin Newsom signed Assembly Bill eight seventy three into action, which requires the state to add media literacy to curriculum frameworks for English language arts, science, math, and history social studies rolling out gradually next year. Instead of standalone a standalone class, the topic will be woven into existing classes and lessons throughout the school year. So basically, um, now there's a law that people need to be taught about fake news in school.
1: Hmm. Probably a good how idea. You teach huh? that? Like I just said. Well, uh, I don't really know though. Like like how how, how do we really know how will we I well I'm there's a pretty there's some very basic ways in deciphering what is a legitimate source yeah. and what's not. Yeah, you've never right? taken
2: any like media training classes, Cappy?
1: Well,
3: let's see. I haven't been in school
1: in about thirty years. Let me ask I you know, a question. Like,
2: with, with any, like, if your you see lawyers. a
1: tweet with breaking news, okay, mm-hmm. and it says ball sack sports on it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which is a legit Twitter account uh-huh. mm-hmm. that tries to fool people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the most basic. And has fooled a lot of people. Right, that's the most basic way to say, hey, that isn't real, you know? Ball sack sports? Yeah. How do I, uh, I,
3: I don't follow these guys.
2: Don't you remember the scandal where like, that's the name of the account, but they would often change like their their headline name right, to Right, make to read
3: it like someone else. Yeah. Right. And oh. so then
2: people got duped by it.
3: Yeah. Okay, they got 270,000 followers. Ball sack sports. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just find it interesting that they're going to have curriculum
1: yeah. about this Cappy's going to go at Ballsack Sports and be like, why aren't you guys using Sighted yet? Well, do they have a website? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so
3: Well, I mean, that's that's our business if, they're not, if they don't got a website, I got no use for these guys I mean, can't they put it on their Twitter? I mean, they could, but I mean, that's not how we monetize, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Come on, Ballsack
1: Get yourself a website, bro
3: Yeah, come on, Ballsackers
1: <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, Cappy
3: Anyway, my guess, my point is, is I mean, listen, that's an interesting curriculum to me. You know, you're gonna have to teach kids now how to decipher what is real and what is fake. I'm not even sure we all know yet. Uh, I, I mean, ball sack sports
1: is a perfect example. Well, it to, to
2: George's point, um, the article in the Orange County Register says mm-hmm. that, um. The new blah, 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 hold on. They oh, said that advocates believe by teaching students how to recognize reliable news sources and the crucial role that media plays will help democracy.
1: Yeah, okay. I-, I would agree. I think that we have made the media the bad guy. And then there's also this like, again, not to go too far off the deep end, but this vilification and also misinterpretation of what is credible and what's not credible. You know,
3: well, to that end, you know, you, you just were talking about just about two sentences ago, you were talking about the media and credibility and and um, that that's what bothered me so much yesterday about that whole Brandon Staley press conference. It's becoming very irritating when the
1: subject matter. Yeah, by the way, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spot. Good times. just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Go ahead, Cappy. When, when the subject matter tries to discredit
3: the media. Mm hmm. God, it irritates the hell out of me. And I'm not like Mr. Pro Media Guy. I'm just... I just... I hate when a guy like Brandon Staley, as an example, who... Let me ask you something, George. Do you think Brandon Staley's a good NFL head coach? No. Do you think he's a good editor? No. Okay, because last night... He's not an editor, so there's that. Well, you say that, but are you sure? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing so. Well, um... Here he was yesterday after the game, mm-hmm. and the the L.A. media had the audacity to ask him certain questions that seem like legitimate questions. And then what does he do? He tells you, let me be clear on what I'm saying to you. I'm going to continue to call the defense. Are we clear, you and me? So don't ever ask me that question again. And then he goes on to say other things like, Hey, it's not because of the defense that we lost. It's because of drop passes and lack of red zone efficiency. Well, I, I think so, he was
1: right about that yesterday. They didn't what, lose because of the defense yesterday. Um, did you see the numbers no, that Jordan Love put up? I, I, I get it, Cappy, but they only gave up twenty three points. It's not I understand, like, but in today's NFL, that's not a lot. That's like an average amount of points. Okay, but do games. you realize? Do you realize
3: that the Green Bay Packers? have not had a 300-yard passing game. No, I understand. Since
1: 2021. I, I, I understand. But I don't think, if we're going to look at that, I mean, at least me, I was watching that game, and for once I was like, oh, the defense wasn't that bad today. I actually thought they were fine. Well, that's that's really good when you're not that bad. When okay, you, well, when, when they've this, been atrocious, I mean, that's a well, step you, forward.
3: You have the second highest payroll on defense in the NFL. Right, right. You have a coach who is you know, hailed as some sort of you know, innovative defensive mind. And you've got a team that can't stop anybody. And for the first time in Jordan Love's career, he passed for more than 300 yards. Who did he do it against? This, this defense. Now, when you drop passes in the end zone or you have fumbles in the red zone, that is a problem. Okay, And that contributes to a team loss. But I love how Brandon Staley, I like to call him little Brandon Staley, little BS, I love how he dictates to the media. The storyline is that we dropped passes and we had fumbles in the red zone and we were inefficient with the ball in the red zone. That, friends, reporters, Mister Athletic over here, Mister ESPN.com over here, Mister LA Times over here, that is the storyline. Go
4: write it. Can we? Uh, can we hear the sound?
1: Oh, A lot yeah, of sure. Sort of wondered whether that
4: Jacksonville loss would. I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. I think this is old stuff right here. Have you here. seen our training camp, or you've seen the way we played
2: in the first I Did I play the wrong
3: one? Well, I think that's from a couple weeks ago.
2: Okay. Well, that, that's my fault, because I must have put the wrong one on my hotkeys. Well,
3: here. don't worry about it. So it's not on, that one big one of second. a deal. I mean, I was actually doing a really good job of pretty much telling you exactly what he
4: said. <laughs> but I'd rather hear it from him. Okay, we got a
2: shortened version of it here. Here we go.
4: So, you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, Okay. So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again.
1: I mean, listen. I
4: it, have it here, too, the longer version. You want to hear that one? Yeah, play the longer version. It's a little longer. I have full confidence, like I've t- I told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme, full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again.
1: And, let me and ask you. And let me go ahead. Ask let, me because me I ask want you this question. I want to hear. I want you to hear one more thing. Thanks for the okay.
3: assist for that, by the way. But yeah. let me ask you this: Is is Brandon Staley trying to intimidate or push around no. the person who's asking the question? Or I don't think Is, he's he, like, is he like that. a little spoiled brat? who who refuses to have any flexibility to his game at all this notion of i have so much confidence in the way we teach in the way we prepare in the plays that i call i, I would follow up with coach have you thought that perhaps you're overconfident and therein lies part of your
1: problem um can i play devil's advocate for a second yeah go for it i feel like the one common thing with him in his press conferences are he's not going to run his players under the bus is that fair no because what he did was
3: is he said hey this is a team loss and it's on me but but don't blame the defense because that guy dropped two passes in the end zone that guy fumbled that guy didn't block and we got a bad sack so he really on one hand says that he's doing that
1: and on the other hand then he puts it on his players Yes and no, but those things did happen too. Like the, I thought the offense failed them yesterday, but I think generally speaking, I I watch a lot of his stuff on on Twitter. Like the Chargers post the full press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very rare, I think, that he goes out and blames the the players. I I mean, it, I could probably count it on one hand this season where that's happened. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's part of it, where it's like. He's like, hey, it's a team loss. It's on me. He's doing those things because he wants to cover for his players a little bit. Yeah, but at this, particularly the again, ones
3: taking the most heat. Right, but again, I'm just going to tell you that it, on one hand, no, I got it's, what you're saying. I heard it the first loss, and it's on me. <laughs> and on the other hand, it's we dropped a bunch of passes, we yeah. fumbled the ball in the red zone, and we got our quarterback sacked. Right. The thing is, is this what bothers me about Brandon Staley? And this is where I'm getting. This is where I'm kind of coming from. Where are you coming from, Cappy? You're a young guy. Mm-hmm. You are in over your head. Mm-hmm. You are underqualified for the job. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Do, now yeah. you talk down to the media yeah. who's asking you these questions. This isn't Jacksonville. Oh. This isn't Kansas City. Oh, This is Los Angeles. Oh. And, and this is the major market. Oh. And you have to be prepared to handle some questions that may sound like criticism. Okay. Especially when your team is performing as poorly as they are. You're a last place team. The Raiders have a better record. The Broncos have won four straight games. They have a better record. And and you guys have spent all this money, and you came in advertised as being some kind of defensive guru, and here we are, and every week there's another problem. So handle the criticism or handle the questions with with a little less putting it back on the media. Because, you know, there was another comment, George, where they were asking him about a particular player and his playmaking ability, and you know what he said? He goes, hey, hey, you were there in training camp. You saw him make plays in training camp. Do justice by your uh, reporting and go back and remember what he did in training camp. I'm like, Coach, it's week 11. You're telling me to, to go back and look at my notes from training camp? Why are you always telling me what the storyline is? Why are you always telling me how to do my job? Because the fact of the matter is you're not very good at your own job. Brandon Staley was a laughingstock this morning. I mean, for a team that is uh, is under five hundred and is in last place, and as you said last week, has absolutely zero footprint in L.A., his press conferences are the story.
1: Uh, Rex Ryan, as you know, went after him, which I have some thoughts on as well. But we'll, let's hear what Rex
5: said. I think he go- should go back in Division Three football where he belongs. <laughs> look, this guy. Look at his resume, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Dude comes in there, one year coordinating a team that my wife could coach. <laughs> all right, with Aaron Donald, all those guys. Stop She's it. She's been around like, football give me a, a long time. Oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and uh, trust me, she'd do a hell of a lot better job than this guy's doing with this defense. They're the second highest payroll in the National Football League on defense. And they're the second worst. Like, this team is atrocious. And, and you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, dude. Ridiculous. And by the way, you're right, Neek. I mean, Jordan Love, there's still a lot of questions about this yeah. kid. Is he an NFL you know, quarterback and all that? He looked like Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Brett Favre, Bart Starr, and all the other Packers, uh-huh. man. Forget it. This dude, and, and you know, I'm sorry, your job's to sit up there and answer questions. That man has a right or woman has a right to ask you any question she wants. You get paid to answer those things. All right, handle it. The reason they're questioning you is because you're atrocious on defense. Yep. Give it to anybody else. Let somebody else coach because it ain't getting done.
3: I'll say this, Mark Davis, to his credit, Mark Davis knew that his coach, his general manager, and his offensive coordinator weren't getting it done. And rather than just let it linger in mediocrity, to your point, um, rather than worry about the money and the financial consequences, Mark Davis made a decision. You know, he, he hired kind of slowly, but he fired real fast. And uh, that is what the Chargers do not have the guts to do. But I don't want Brandon Staley to be fired, George. I want him to get a raise, and I want him to get a contract extension. He's unbelievably entertaining every week. I mean, the the arrogance with which he speaks to the media. Are you Bill Belichick? Did I miss that? Are you Are you Andy Reid? Are you Sean McVay? I'm, I I must have missed something along the way. I don't get it. Ooh, a Sedano sigh.
1: I, I just don't love Rex being the guy to do this. Like... Well, Rex Ryan didn't have some like great coaching. career. I, that's my point. Yeah, you know fair saying? point. Like fair he, point. he got, he had a great defense in Baltimore. He was, uh, which by the way, maybe my wife could have coached with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and those kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, I anybody can play that game too. You know what I'm saying? And Rex did have success. And I don't mean to go after Rex per se, but it's just like, come on, man. Like I get he's there to do a job, um, but I. I think what he's. Doing, I don't know. Saying, man. I just though, George, didn't like the way he made it personal. Go back right. to Division Three. Like yeah, but, but here's I here's, didn't like that.
3: But here's what I think he, he said. He wouldn't
1: like that if if they did that to him. But but here's what I think he's trying to say though. A lot of people. I agree. Were, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. With what? I agree with what he said at the end about that is your job. It is his job. And by the way, but not, oh, come on, man, like Rex never blew up at anybody in the media. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I just the coaches do this. But like, I, think, I don't think it's right either way. But let's not, I don't know, man. But here's just like, I just like revisionist hear, history.
3: But this is what I hear Rex Ryan saying. OK, and this is why I know he's annoyed. And he chose to use some colorful language. Go back to Division three where you belong. Here's what he's saying. There are so many coaches in the NFL who work for years and years and years. They're position coaches. They hopefully elevate to coordinator and they all want a shot to be a head coach. Right. And they work for years. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Eric Bieniemy, we've all heard his name year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy is a guy that should get a shot as an NFL head coach. We've heard about his name for years. Brandon Staley went from like some Division 3 college to head coach in under 5 years. And so when you're a guy like Rex Ryan who had to work hard and for a long time and you saw your dad work, you saw your brother work, and you finally elevate, you look at a kid like that, and you go, he's not ready, he's not
1: qualified. Okay, well, I, I mean, what would Rex Ryan love to hear that people, and again, I'm not saying this because he was a good defensive coordinator for many years on a number of different teams, but would he like it if people said, oh, you only got a shot because your dad was Buddy Ryan?
3: Well, I mean, maybe not, and so maybe people did say that. And so maybe the way he said it wasn't necessarily I just don't like nice. the way he went about it. Okay, well, that's fine, but, but do you agree now? Because I've been telling you this for a long
1: time. Brandon Staley is in over his head. Well, I told you that last week, but yeah. I but we don't have to. I don't think belittling the guy is is the way to go either. Um, I, I just think that coming from you, a gas bag is one thing. I expected something different from a former head coach who's been well, in those why? positions. He's a gas bag now too. I guess. I just I, mean, I don't know. I was very disappointed in the way he framed it. Well, I, I'm
3: I got to tell you again. Please do not fire this guy. Give him a contract extension. The arrogance with which he speaks to the media after games when his team fails again is just absolutely comical. If you're Bill Belichick and you're a jerk, fine. Andy Reid, fine. Pete Carroll, fine. Sean McVay, fine. But not not a guy like like this guy who has no success whatsoever, who has, you know, who who has again, all that money spent on defense and no success to show for it, was up 27 nothing at halftime last year in a playoff game and lost that game. He's just way too arrogant in the post game. This is not Jacksonville, pal. People are going to actually ask you hard-hitting questions. They don't need you to be their editor either. Dictating the storyline. Goodness, man. What did you say on the Cappycast today?
1: I'm curious. Oh, you should come watch. What was that? Laura was telling me something in my ear.
2: You said you should watch it.
1: You should watch it. You should watch the Cappycast.
3: Where can I go watch it? You can watch it on YouTube. Oh. You could watch it on cable television tonight in your neighborhood, although you don't have cable TV.
1: Yeah, I don't, so. You
3: could go to Apple Podcast. You could go to Spotify. Mm. So you got cable TV, YouTube, audio podcast,
1: radio. Did you go harder here on the Cappycast? Oh, way harder on the Cappycast. Uh, yeah, way harder. Mm. Um, all right, coming up next, Cappy, you have some story to tell about watching games at a bar? No. Th- th- don't
3: undersell what I'm about to tell you, George. Yeah. There is an etiquette to sports bar football viewing. Okay.
1: And if you violate that etiquette, you get your ass kicked. Okay, fair enough. And then there's also uh, the Rams game I want to get into and this juicy rumor about the Dodgers all coming up. Um, We've done a lot of Laker talk early in the show. If you missed that, speaking of podcasts, you can go back on our podcast and listen to it there. Uh, It was good, I thought. It was pretty solid. I wasn't actually done with Laker talk too. I had a couple. Oh, you other more? Things. You have more? I I wanted to talk about. I a few got other more things. too. I mean, you know me. I've always got more. We mm-hmm. can do that too before the end of the show. We can maybe okay. squeeze it in. How about that? Good. Very All right. Good. Uh, but Cappy, tell them about price picks first.
3: Okay. So right now, Monday Night Football, it's a seven-seven game, and Mahomes threw an interception in the end zone. Mahomes has fifty-three yards passing so far. It's early in the second quarter. Jalen Hurts has forty-two yards passing, and again. Um, there's well actually it's not so early. There's 404 to go here in the second quarter, and we're in a 7-7 game. I have Patrick Mahomes tonight on Prize Picks to pass for less than 287 and yards. I have Jalen Hurts tonight to pass for more than 236 and a half yards. Right now, the Mahomes under looks good. The Hurts more than doesn't look as great. But I've also done this for Thursday for for Thanksgiving football. They're giving you this gift of Christian McCaffrey. They're telling you. That he will pass or excuse me, he will run or catch more or less than .5 yards. We all know McCaffrey's gonna go over that. That that's a gift for Thanksgiving from Prize Picks. So get in the game. Prizepicks.com slash K A P P Y. PrizePicks.com slash K A P P Y. You put in money, they will match it a hundred percent. Up to $100. So you put in $100, you will all of a sudden be playing with 200 And everybody's playing. And it will change the way you watch sports. Football, basketball, I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, even hockey. PrizePix.com slash Cappy. Get in the game today with picks.
6: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: I definitely did hit it. And uh, even though this song is usually a Cappy song. <laughs> um, By I the actually... way, that's a drop. <laughs> um,
1: I definitely did hit it. You definitely did hit it.
7: <laughs> Anyways. Hit it and I quit it. Uh, I went to a wedding this weekend and I was oh. telling Lindsay that everybody on the dance floor, I was hoping that it was like a younger crowd, like us taking over the dance floor. Nah, man. It was like the 60-year-old aunties. They were <laughs> getting it in. I stepped on it. Damn Just it.
3: Disco Inferno.
7: And I'll I was burn like, down. I want to be their age and have their energy because they had dances for every song and I was like, damn, aunties aren't getting it in. I was like, and it was a dry wedding. Oh. But I don't know what the hell they had before the wedding. Yeah. Because they were lit. Good for really. aunties. Yeah. Was
3: it a dry wedding because, like, somebody in the wedding is, like, recovering?
7: No, I think um, they're just very faithful. They're oh, yeah. faith based. So mm-hmm. I think And
1: Latias like, were just high on life.
7: Yeah, man. And I was like, I've never, you know been to
1: um, a dry wedding
7: yeah a dry wedding so I didn't know what to expect
1: I've only I've never been to a dry wedding but I've been to a wedding where there was like a cash bar I was kind of like oh really so I went instead of and the cash bar wasn't even the good cash bar Ooh, it was like just let's just say it wasn't the good stuff I mean, so you I told us so you went out to the bar and I went, went out to yeah. the, yeah. Bar and stuff, yeah, yeah, to the yeah, real bar yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I was like yo give me the good stuff I'm, yeah. I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay right
7: I mean, I get that. Yeah, you have mentioned that. But yeah, it was like, yo, shout out to the aunties. Oh, they had no, not
1: that story again. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually for John. But, um, Pepe, Pepe. by the way, oh text, me. Uh, Cappy, text me. Oh, my God. Cappy, Pepe texts me, and um, he said, Me tocó hacer ese juego. Los dos equipos malísimos. Me da pena por el QB de los Chargers. Él mm-hmm. debería estar en otro equipo. Mm-hmm. En un momento estaba super frustrado hmm That's right. He's right. And then he said, and I agree with Cappy. The coach shouldn't be answering like that.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to go see uh, Pepe yesterday at his broadcast location you to show hi him to his him. proper respect, but yeah. he wasn't there. So that wasn't good because, you know, I don't want him to think that I go to a Laker game and not show up to show him proper respect. Did Rachel show him respect? She did not because he wasn't there. But did she try? She tried. It was oh. me, Rachel, uh, her two boys. We went to all go say hi to Pepe. Aww. We went to go say hi to uh, John Ireland. Nice. And um, But we didn't see Pepe. We saw Slewa. We saw Johnny I. And uh, and then we went down to the floor and we watched Austin Reeves warm up. Damn, and, uh, you
7: guys all had floor? Nice.
3: No, we didn't have floor. Um, we didn't have floor at all. Um, I just went down there early enough that, uh, and I thought I could, you know, I'd probably be able to, you know, talk to the ushers and go, yeah, we just want to stay down here for a little bit and show these guys what's going on. And the ushers were cool. And then, you know, the boss showed up and he was like, let's go, move it out. Yeah. You know. So um, we had
1: to go. So Cappy. Hmm. The Rams. Yep. Big I was, surprise. I, well, not me. I like I, I like them to win. Mm, but, not me. And they've owned Seattle. If mm-hmm. We you know we both know that. So, I think that when I was watching that game, I, I even tweeted this in the circle of shots. I was like, man, Stafford's missing some easy shots. A um, couple of easy passes. He just sailed wide. I mean, he had that one pass to Cup, right, where he missed him in the end zone. I couldn't believe it. He was so open. And uh, but at late in that game, after he got dinged up, it's so weird, right? He was playing poorly. Then he gets hit hard. Uh, Gino had already been knocked out of the game, and then Stafford Stafford took a big hit, and he was better after the big hit, which is crazy.
3: He's kind of like that. He's it, I don't know what it is about Matthew Stafford. He's just one of those guys that you know the more he gets hit, the more he gets hurt, and the tougher he is, and the harder he plays. Um, he didn't exactly have a, an impressive game necessarily. I mean, the numbers weren't impressive. But the end result was. But I'll tell you this, George, um, when Geno Smith got knocked out of that game, I was like, okay, well he's done. But then he came back for that last drive, right? And he had that really great pass to DK Metcalf. And when Metcalf caught the pass, it put the Seahawks into what was
1: statistically they were in field, field goal, goal range. territory based on their the the range of their kicker. Right,
3: and their kicker um, is Myers. a guy is a guy named Jason Myers. Right, mm-hmm. and he's a really really great player. I mean, this guy's been in the league for probably 10 years.
1: His his long is 61, they said on the broadcast.
3: And he had already kicked a 54-yarder earlier in the game.
1: Right. But here's what I'll tell you. What are you telling me, Cap? Because this is where we go for your expertise, because you are a kicker.
3: Let me tell you something. Um, The Rams, and I'm sure they feel very good about their win. Yeah. Very, very, very lucky victory by the Rams. Sure, lucky is better than good sometimes. Yep. And I'll tell you, Pete Carroll... This is legitimate criticism. This yeah. is not like you know. You, people are on me now about my you whole said Brandon. They, they should have ran take. one
1: more play. Yes. Listen, my wife said the same thing. Look, She's like, wow, I'm surprised they're kicking it already. Right.
3: There's. I want to say there were about 35 seconds to go. Um, D.K. Metcalf had just made this really dramatic catch and and you know held on to the ball amongst you know like two or three defenders hitting him high and low. Mm-hmm. There's 30 some odd seconds to go, and yes, Myers had already kicked a 54 yard field goal in the game. But, George, a 55-yard game-winning field goal, even on turf and even with a roof, it's still, a, at best, it's like a 60% chance. It's If it's 30 yards, it's 99%. If it's 40 yards, it's 98%. If it's 47 yards, it's, I don't know, 88%. But when you get to 55 yards, to me, it's a 50-50 proposition. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion... While it's great that the Rams won, uh, to me, Pete Carroll lost that game. Very, very bad decision by being overconfident in your guy. Give him a, a more realistic chance. 55 yards, man. Wasn't even close. Yeah. And, and that guy Myers, I mean, he's a hero it seems like almost every week for Seattle.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Not this week. Solid win by the Rams. I don't really know what it's going to do for them. I know like, you know, earlier Mason was hyping them. Well, they're 4 and 6 and looking at their schedule. Well,
1: should they even be I know they're in the hunt, but I mean, should they want to be in the hunt?
3: Well, I think that they do want to be in the hunt because Sean McVay is this is just my own perception of him is never going to be a, a tank. He'll, he'll never be that guy. Yeah. He'll want to win every week. And right now, if you're Sean McVay, you're looking at your team and you're going, hey, look, we're 4-6, and okay? But there's still a lot of football to be played. Um, We've beaten Seattle twice. Should there ever be any sort of tiebreaker question? And looking at the rest of the schedule, if you're the Rams, you go, hey, look, we can beat the Cardinals. The Browns are on their third quarterback this year, and their defense is great, so I don't think they're going to beat the Browns even at home. It's going to be awfully hard to go on the road and beat the Ravens. But the Commanders, the Saints... The Giants, those are winnable football games. If you could shock the world, I'm putting that in quotes, beat the Browns, maybe pull off a, a crazy upset against the Ravens, your hardest game is your last game against San Francisco. And when you look at the rest of the NFC, I'm sure that Sean McVay is thinking to himself, we're not that good, but we're actually not done yet. So I don't, I don't think that the Rams will ever... Play that game of well, let's just shut it down. You know, Stafford won't do it, McVay won't do it, and if I had to guess, Cooper Cup won't do it either. Even though now I think he's become, unfortunately, kind of beaten up. You know, so many years, so many catches, so many hits, and now injuries pile up. Right. So, I mean, just look around the rest of the NFC. Think about this: Philadelphia is eight and one, Dallas is seven and three. Those are two playoff contenders. Detroit is eight and two, Minnesota is six and five. Those are playoff contenders. New Orleans is leading their division. They're five and five. I mean, really, the Rams are not completely out of it. And you look at the rest of the of the the, the conference, I mean, few wins, a, a big win against Cleveland or a big win against Baltimore, that could change the way people look at the Rams. But I'm not so sure it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, they would need definitely need a couple of those. They I mean, maybe more than one, you know, is the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. So that's just reality. Uh, All right, Cappy, we got big deal or no deal coming up next. Yes, we do. All right. Mm -hmm. And then we still have the Dodgers-Otani cool little rumor out there. And I still need to talk about sports bar etiquette. Correct. So let's do a quick big deal or no deal, and we'll get all that in next.
3: Okay. But, George, wait, don't go anywhere. Okay. The Subaru Solterra. Oh, okay. I picked it up today. Oh, really? This is the first time I've ever really driven an electric vehicle. Now, I've driven in a couple of electric vehicles, but I've never actually been behind the wheel. Oh, so is this why you asked me the questions you asked me today? Yeah, so like this is the typical question. Like the first electric vehicle you get, you think to yourself, well, how am I going to charge this thing? Well, it turns out the Solterra comes with this adapter. It goes into what is like the electrical gas tank of the car, Mm -hmm. and then it plugs in at your house. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to have some sort of specialized deal. No, no, yeah. But but my biggest concern was, okay, look, if I've got all this range, and I drive from south-south L.A., and I get to L.A. Live, are there these stations where I can actually charge? Of course. Okay, but I didn't know because I wasn't sure if it was only Tesla. But how could it only be? Because there's a lot of other manufacturers now have electric vehicles. Correct. So I got this brand new 2023 Subaru Solterra, and I got to tell you guys, I've only driven it this afternoon, but what I've what I've already felt is amazing. I I couldn't believe how fast I was going, but but like I didn't mean to be like speeding the way I was, but the car is just so fast. Mm -hmm. It's the first electric powered SUV. That's a Subaru. And like all Subarus, it's built for adventure. If you are into the environment, and that's a really big important thing for you, zero emissions for those who, who, you know, want that cleaner environment. But it's also got all that legendary safety and the longevity you would expect from a Subaru. Mm-hmm. Comfortable, fun to drive. You're going to love it. Check it out. I'm telling you right now, the Subaru Solterra, their very first electric powered SUV. I'm loving it. So get, get into it. Get to your local Subaru dealer and check it out. Love. It's what makes Subaru a Subaru. And check this out. The love is now electric. It's electric.
6: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
8: We might have taped the a, a top two or three lookie
1: that runs <laughs> on this station. So for those people that don't know what a lookie is, right during Mason Ireland, you start hearing promos for our show that we tape every day. Today's may be a top three ever. Yeah, it's also as long as a full segment. Yeah, it really was long, actually. Sorry, Chris.
7: He's going to be happy you guys did it, so you're good.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. You sure? He'll cut it all out. <laughs> He'll never use it anyway. No, he will. But it's good. It's good looking. Solid looking. All uh, right, Cappy, Lindsay, go.
2: I'm just, pulling, I'm just pulling up my little sheet here. Oh my me. Okay. Oh, sorry. All right, so oh. a London restaurant owner is defending his establishment's menu rules after customers accuse him of guilt tripping them into ordering tap water. So basically, this couple went to this restaurant, and it says at the very top of the menu, quote, you can have just tap water, but please remember, we're running a restaurant, not oh, a God. charity. Wink, oh, wink. We need to make money. Um, is putting this at the top of the menu a big deal or no deal, Cappy?
3: Um, I would just say it's a big deal in that I don't need to be guilted. You know, it's like I went, to, um, I went to a restaurant in LA Live last night. I ordered an iced tea. Let me ask you guys a question. How much is an iced tea? Probably like three, four bucks. $4.50. Yeah, that's what I thought. Four fifty for an iced tea,
1: yeah. So it costs. Okay. Well, Lindsay guess what? had an Arnold Palmer when we had lunch the other day, and it was probably like four bucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? But That's I'll, what you should expect to pay at a restaurant. Uh, I'm. Hey, but you
3: know what? If I would prefer to drink water, why can't I drink water? I have to have. No, I have to, I'm you with give you me on guilt? that.
1: Don't be guilty me out of tap water if that's what I want. I was actually annoyed by
3: the the iced tea being four dollars and fifty
1: cents because no one ever came to my table to refill it. Oh, okay, well, that's bad service. That has nothing to do with the price of the. Uh, of the drink. Right, but so it's So you're saying like, for, f- for $4 on your iced tea, you want how many full glasses of iced tea? I'd say at least two. Okay. You'd be yeah. happy with, satisfied with two? So $2 yeah, dollars I don't, a glass? Yeah, I don't, I don't want
3: three or four. I don't want you to overfill me with iced tea because I don't want to, like, pee my pants.
1: Right. Pee your you pants?
2: Know? Why are you talking about peeing your pants, Cappy? Well,
3: He's I always talking about something coming out well, of Well, I just don't want to, I mean, listen, I just don't want to, you know, all of a sudden be driving down the road and like, oh my God, I got to pee so bad because I had, like, four iced teas. Let's see.
2: I just want to say that um, I myself was kind of disappointed when I had uh, it wasn't lunch maybe it was like a you know light dinner I guess at LA Live last week and I ordered an Arnold Palmer and was very um, displeased to find that whoever made my drink only put the iced tea in it they forgot the Palmer of the Arnold Palmer oh when we'll oh, went it no. lunch no it was a different it was a different same place uh, different day oh. They only put iced tea in it. And I, I really wanted to say something, but the girl was new and she was super nice. So I was just like, I'm just going to let it go.
1: No, that's, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. just mm. like, hey, you guys forgot the lemonade part. Yeah, or, I
7: know, or, but, but I forgot. But
3: the that. whole notion of being guilty
1: about whether it's returning exactly. something that's no exactly. good. I
7: felt guilty. You're right. Yeah. Why? But you ordered what you ordered. Yeah,
1: that's it. It's just like, hey, you guys forgot. Whoever poured this, you're not blaming it, her. You're yeah. just saying, hey, whoever poured this drink didn't put the lemonade part in it.
7: Yeah, you're paying for it. That's it. That's
1: I mean, good. what about if you get a cocktail and you're like, excuse me.
3: Um, did they forget to put the vodka in here? Oh,
7: I've done that. I've totally done that.
1: Yeah. That's why I order drinks straight. I and around the rocks. Totally like mm-hmm. there's no there's no mixers in my mm-hmm. drinks.
7: Mhm. You know what's funny is when
2: I order drinks, I will often ask for them in a pint glass because I'm not a big drinker. So if I want like Tito's and ginger ale for example I order it in a pint glass. Yeah ask not, for it tall. Not because I'm like some kind of a-hole that thinks that that's going to somehow warrant me more alcohol. No. It's because I want to water it down a little right. because I don't like the strong drink.
3: That's why they, that's what they expect. Right. They're like this person wants a weaker drink that's why they want the taller glass.
2: Right but I feel like and, and I'm a former bartender so I never thought this but I feel like when I order that people look at me like the bartenders will look at me like, like I'm trying to like you know like get a an extra drink or whatever no, like I don't i'm getting think it that's... in a tall glass and i'm like no it's just you know like the no ice part yeah you order exactly no ice and people yeah. look at you like mm. you know well, that... some
3: people don't like it ice cold
2: yeah well you know that they charge you at yep. some places on like uber eats and doordash if you order a drink without ice yeah they do Come extra on. isn't that ridiculous it's Come like an on. extra 10 cents Would oh you... that's cheap Would i that you... had a dollar okay see there you go yeah. i think it was mcdonald's on like one of them and i was just like really really ridiculous
3: that's kind of like going to the grocery store. How many bags do you think you want? I don't know, four?
2: <laughs> That's an extra
3: 40 cents. Now, the 40 cents isn't going to kill me, but I just don't even like being gouged like that for 40 cents.
2: Well, that is a law here now because, you know, m- the environment. True.
1: Oh, oh my True. God. Drew uh, LaMelo Ball ended Drew Holiday today. That was one of the... I'm going to post this in the Sedona Cap Circle of Trust. Sorry, this just popped up on my Twitter. What happened? The crossover that Lamelo Ball just did—Cody's pointing at me. Yeah, he your mouth,
7: it. your mouth dropped. I saw you. I was like, "Ooh, what happened?" The
1: crossover that Lamelo Ball put on Drew Holiday. Shout out both LA kids. Um, was out of control. Like I, I can't even NBA expect- TV. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, you're pa- it's past already. It's like I'm just gonna do this and and tweet it and just like, wow, Lamelo. Um it, it is wild <laughs> the, the fact on?
7: that the nba is like suing him though for his tattoo is kind of crazy too wait I'm i know not suing he him
1: he was fined oh was yeah. he was fine. Yeah. i
7: was like he has to cover it up i want to know cover if what he what got it, his tattoo i want to know what? if he got it of his initials. It's, like, it, but it's, it's also a of his
2: brand. Yeah, his you're brand. not allowed to show any other brands aside but from so, the NBA-supported ones. <laughs> that's one. hilarious. But so I know, to put makeup on it.
7: I want to know if he got the tattoo before he made it a brand or after he made it a brand. I feel like that should I matter. I think it's
2: recent because this wasn't a thing last year. Mm. Oh, my God. That's
3: actually very, very funny, though. Could you imagine if I show up and I've got a Subaru like uh, tattoo on my arm and they're like, no, you can't have that. And I'm like, why not? It's my tattoo. They're like, yeah, but it's a brand. That's actually very funny. Yeah,
2: you know when I when I used to work at Hooters and it, my hair was a little bit shorter and that's this tattoo that I have on like the back of my neck here, I had to cover it up before every shift because I, we weren't allowed to show tattoos and it's like what? it's like twenty whatever whatever year it is like let's be serious every like tattoos are kind of the norm now. Yeah. I
3: know, but like my daughter is twenty one and she came home and um, the other day we went out you know kind of just hanging out doing some daddy daughter stuff and I see she's got this new tattoo on her arm. Uh, of a butterfly and I'm like oh that's new huh and she and her sisters were giggling (laughs) they're like we didn't think dad would see it I'm like yeah dad sees it I'm like would you please stop with the tattoos you know, she's got like four or five of them now in little places around her body. I'm like, would you just stop, please, with the tattoos? It's her body, Cappy. I know, but still, I wind up paying for them. I, you know. Well, okay, but that's
1: what I was going to say. Are you paying
3: for them? Yeah, okay. of course.
2: <laughs> you know what I would say? <laughs> dad, I
3: need groceries. I send her money. What does she do? Gets tattoos.
2: Tell, tell your daughter's advice from me. Like, don't get hey, tattoos. wait, wait. Why
1: didn't you get the cream cheese? You got some tattoo instead. <laughs> right, We're right. The frozen pizzas, yeah. you know? God, that's irritating. No, don't,
2: don't get tattoos because you know what? I feel like- Anything that you think is a good idea when you're like 18, 19, 20, chances are it's not going to be a good yeah. idea in like 10 years. Yeah. Right.
3: SNL once did a bit where this mom is climbing on a ladder and she's going to like fix a light or something and she goes to fix it and she, she um her shirt comes up and you can see her tramp stamp and it's like, you thought it was a good idea when you were 18 and now you're a mom and now you got that tramp stamp. I know, I'm trying to get my 21 years. Stop with the tattoos already.
1: Uh, all right, one more lens or no? All
2: right, so uh, we were talking earlier about how LeBron listens to the show, right? Mm-hmm. And I just noticed now that our own Dave McMenamin asked mm-hmm. LeBron about those, uh, that very narrative about him coming to L.A. for off-the-court reasons, and so I just wanted to play this clip for you guys real quick. Mm.
6: There was a narrative, not I wouldn't say it was a predominant narrative, but five years ago some folks, when you chose the Lakers... Um, criticized your decision and said it was more about um, off-court ventures than, than basketball, and you referenced that last last night. What had you thinking about it last night, and why now um, to remind folks of, of what you're actually doing here for basketball reasons?
5: Because
1: uh, sometimes you need to remind folks. Yeah, the graphic said my 108th 30-point game with the Lakers, so sometimes you need to re- remind people.
2: Oh, Cappy. there you go. He had to LeBron. remind you, Cap.
3: That's right. Hey, listen, I said it from the very beginning. LeBron had already won his championships, and LeBron was moving his operations to L.A. To me, LeBron's move to L.A. was as much about business as it was about basketball, maybe even more. Doesn't mean that he doesn't want to win. It doesn't mean that he wants. To, he doesn't want to give it his all. I mean, my goodness, last night, 37 points at 38 years old, and for all this talk about how the Lakers can't be a championship team if LeBron James is your best player, guess what? That's wrong. That is wrong. Had LeBron James you. is their best player, and this is LeBron James's team.
2: Had to remind folks.
3: Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to win a championship that way. Um, maybe not, but you know Anthony Davis has not taken over the team. He's not be- been the consistent
1: best uh, well, player. A- Anthony Davis has been really good. Like, I'm let's not say he's not been good. Let, let's not dis- let's not dismiss because I. I speaking of narratives, let's dismiss the narrative that Anthony Davis has not been great at times this year. Like, legitimately. Has been incredible at times this That may be
3: the case, but I'll just keep going back to the same question time and time again.
1: Whose team is it? So, let let me just give you some numbers on Anthony Davis and where he ranks in the NBA. Like the entire league, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Blocks, number one. Okay. Great last night. by the way, these are things that also lead to points on offense that nobody talks about, but... It's a it's a legit stat that helps the offense and particularly with big men who set screens. Number 1 in screen assist, number mm-hmm. 1 in screen assist points, number 2 in contested shots per game as in con- mm-hmm. not just blocking them but altering shots. Mm-hmm. Number 2 in contested twos, number 4 in contested rebounds, going up in traffic, and number 4 in rebounds per game overall. Anthony Davis has been awesome this year. Okay. So whose team is it? He LeBron is the leader, the best right. player needs to be Anthony Davis for them to win a championship. But he's not. I mean, I don't know. Is he not? I mean, those are incredible statistics defensively. Fantastic statistics. But is Anthony Davis the best player on the Lakers? Um, Not in November, no. but he needs to be in May and June. Okay, well,
3: maybe and maybe that will happen. All I'm saying is, is that for, for everything that is, and you've said it, and it's been said many, many times, for the Lakers to win a championship, it has to be Anthony Davis as the best player on the team. As it is today, LeBron James is the best player on the team.
1: I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I mean, if I'm wrong, George, you're no, in no, trouble. No, no. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you that's not the way they're going to win a championship in 2023. The you know, LeBron
3: the listens every day now. I know, but he's even, not going to be happy. Even you. he's
1: going to tell you that AD needs to be the best player. I'm not like saying yeah, he, something he wouldn't say. He says it, but he doesn't mean it. Oh, for the love! Now that's what he listens to is that. Mm-hmm. All right. For all you people out there that say I say something but I don't mean it, I mean everything I say, and everything I say is right. That is big deal or no deal. Coming up next, Dealer's Choice and the Juicy Dodger rumor. But first, NextGen is the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans, Cappy. That's right, NextGen, the absolute best in the biz. I had a drain problem recently. I called my guy Ismail, the owner, uh, who's, listen, he's just like you, born and raised in SoCal. Anaheim, started as a tech, started at the bottom, now here. He's the CEO, okay? Started as a tech. And I'll tell you this. I called him. I said, yo. I got a drain problem. He's like, You want your our guys there tonight? I'm like, yo, it's eight o'clock at night, man. It's all good. But that's the type of service they got. And I'm like, no, tomorrow's fine. So his guy Rigo came over, explained to me the problem, educated me on the problem, and then fixed the problem. And that's how it works. And right now, whether it's a drain or your AC safety inspection, they got you. 28-point full heat and AC safety inspection and tune-up for only 44 bucks through the end of this month, never seen before pricing. That's right, 44 bucks to ensure your system stays running strong all year long. And if you're sick of dealing with a slow drain like I did, how about a drain cleaning with a camera inspection for only 44 bucks? Call NextGen. You got problems with AC, heat, or plumbing? Call them at 833-3NEXTGen. That's 833 833- 3-N-E-X-G-E-N, 10 locations across the Southland. So whether you're in the IE, the desert, LA County, Orange County, they got you, okay? The Torrance location came to my spot. That's where my guy Rigo took care of my drain problem. So you got an issue with AC heat or plumbing? If you're in the circle of trust or you're a listener to this show, you call NextGen at 833-3-NEXTGEN, 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N, or visit them online at com to schedule your appointment.
0: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. (laughs) ConstantContact.com.
3: Wear that pilgrim outfit. Hey there, pilgrim. You're looking good. Mm, 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 mm. Sing it, Bob. Mm, 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 mm. Hit me with this Juicy Dodger rumor.
1: Lynn's had it where, I mean, everybody knows about the Shohei Ohtani stuff, and she revealed the cool anecdote that, and the cool story that um, apparently Ohtani's team is like, if you leak that we meet in any of our secret locations, you're out.
3: Mm-hmm. Strike three.
1: Yeah. Jack. Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but there's another rumor out there that the Dodgers may not be done poaching the Angels Mm -hmm. roster. Right, Mm -hmm. Linz?
2: Yes, per Hector Gomez of Z101 Digital, which... I want to side note here.
1: Oh, no. Credible baseball information from the Dominican Republic there.
2: Yes. He's, I yes. mean, this guy's had some juicy rumors in the past, and he's always been right. Um, but he reported over the weekend that the Dodgers intend to be very aggressive, not only in their pursuit of Otani, but they, he said that they are willing to give up their best prospects in attempt to acquire Mike Trout via trade. Mm. So can Wouldn't you imagine that? Be amazing? that?
3: Would yeah. that not be incredible if Trout and Otani go to the Dodgers... And become champions, something that the two of them together have not. They, well, they haven't even sniffed the playoffs. The two of them together in Anaheim. Could you? That would be Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels. That is your worst nightmare
1: on planet Earth. I mean, he should have sold when he had the chance last year.
3: Well, that and chance. And now we look back on it. He obviously also should have traded Otani when he had the chance. I mean, I know that's you know hindsight being twenty twenty, whatever that phrase actually means. And speaking of 2020, I am going to an eye doctor appointment Oh, it's this about Wednesday. damn time. I know. I can't take it anymore. I can't see a damn thing. Yeah. Um, that would be incredible, though, if Otani and Trout <laughs> end up
1: with the Dodgers. It could be crazy. So we let's talk more about that um, maybe tomorrow. I know you're out tomorrow, Cappy, but maybe um, I'd love to hear Christopher's thoughts on that. You would? Yeah, I would, actually. He's a, a lifelong Dodger fan.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of people. So when we were at Sunday Swagger on Friday and we were talking about... This rumor with just some of the people that were part of people, part of the circle of trust and just some of our listeners that came out. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I forget his name, but one of the Angels fans was just like, I don't know, like that would kill me. And
1: like, I don't I don't think that they're going to do it. It would create a lot of drama. So, Cappy, speaking of drama, you had drama at a sports bar. Well, let me let me say something to everybody
3: who's listening right now. I think this is an important thing to say. And I think that you guys should hear me out on this. So I'm at a sports bar yesterday afternoon, and the number one game, George, that I wanted to watch was Mm Cleveland-Pittsburgh. And I happened to be at a sports bar right across the street from a train station because I was about to jump on a train to get into downtown L.A. So I'm sitting there, and now it's Browns 10, Steelers 10, Mm -hmm. with about nine minutes to play in the fourth quarter. And this very nice-looking couple walks in. They sit down at the bar. And they must have said to the bartender, could you put on the Cowboys-Panthers game?
8: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, instead of looking around like what I know I would do as a considerate person, hey, everybody, is anybody watching this Pittsburgh-Cleveland game? Me and my buddy and the two guys at the next table would have been like, yeah, we're all watching that game. That's, that's the game we're watching. Instead, the bartender immediately goes, oh, you would like to see the Cowboys-Panthers? And she turns on the Cowboys-Panthers. We lose our minds. We're like, whoa, ho, hold on a second here. What are you? Oh, hey, hold on. What are you doing here? Yeah. And like my one friend, he kind of kind of gets mad. He's like, Hey, I've been here since ten o'clock this morning. I'm uh, my whole investment today is into this game. I've had wings. I've had a burger. I've had four beers. What are you doing? You don't change the channel. Listen to me. Here's what I want to say to people. Mm-hmm. If you go to church on Sunday morning, God bless you. If you go from church to a sports bar to watch football, good for you but have enough common courtesy to walk into the bar and say, hey, look, there's 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That's a 10-10 game. There's guys wearing Steeler jerseys over there and Browns jerseys over there, and they all seem to be focused on this game, and I'm asking this girl to change the channel, and she's doing it.
1: Bad on the bartender and bad on the people who showed up late. Uh, I would agree. You know, a similar thing happened to me in Boston. So remember, I did BC and Virginia Tech a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Kelly and I went to. We had dinner reservations like early at like five thirty at this place, and it was slammed in the North End Italian seafood place, and called Mare. And, Mare, and they had this big TV screen right in the in because it was like a kind of half indoor, half outdoor with like it's Boston, so it's covered and like heated and stuff. So and if they had Miami Florida State on, which is exactly what I wanted to watch at that time, right? And then, at, like, I'm—we're like wrapping up our meal. I'm about to like ask for a dessert menu, and some guy walks in, and they keep sw- they they start switching the game back and forth between that and the Utah Washington game. And I'm like, yo, yo, yo! I did the same thing. I'm like, I've been here having a whole meal. I've spent hundreds of dollars. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And the, then eventually they change it back, and then a, the guy walks in. I guess who wanted that game is like, who's watching this game anyway? And he's right in front of me, and I go, I am. And he goes, "Oh, my bad." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm wrapping up my meal. You can watch your game that is still plenty in play. Right? Uh, later, when I when this one's wrapped up and I'm done or I but, leave. But if you walk in
3: and you want somebody to change the channel, ask. Like, look around. Yeah, be be polite to people. I would agree. Freaking brutal, man. Did you watch the end of the game? I did, because there almost were hands thrown, Yeah. and well, the girl turned it back. And you were main.
1: under the table at
8: that Me, point.
3: Me, I'm yeah. like, I'm not fighting, but yeah. if you want to go kick his ass, kick his ass. They yeah. look like nice people. Yeah. They just seem to have come from church.
1: Yeah. Speaking of nice people, yeah. Alan Sliwa and Funchy producing, Lakers talk is next. Great job. Cappy, Lindsey, and Laura, we'll talk to you mañana.
8: And Christopher, too. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too.